reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! To the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And this week, we're looking at uh, Doom Patrol number 112 from June 1966, 67, 67, 67. Yes, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yes, a few more years, I will be born. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not quite as many, but. <laughs> yes. We got an awesome Bob Brown cover. Yeah. It's one of his nicer ones. I especially like that Mr. Mala is holding the brain in one hand while wearing a leisure suit. <laughs> exactly. Where he finds that much polyester is beyond me, but he's done it. You know what? The brain will do anything for that big gorilla. And he's yellow. It's, it's a yellow suit, too. It's hilarious. <laughs> so good. It's a big banana. That's right. It totally pops. He is a man of fashion or a beast of fashion. That uh, must but be it sounds of... like, <laughs> oh, the brain is now your new leader. Destroy the city. And Rita and Cliff and Larry are doing exactly that. That's right. Rita's stepping on buildings. Cliff smashing him with the double axe handle and uh, Native Man's flying headfirst into them like he does. Uh-huh. The world is aghast at the most incredible alliance. The Brotherhood of Evil and the DP become brothers in blood. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Oh, we open up there. Oh, this is still continuing from that last story, I guess. Yeah, they, uh... Okay. At the very end, we got we got the uh, Brotherhood of Evil popping in there, saying, "Hey, we need to work together, man." Yes, but instead, Cliff's throwing giant pieces of machinery at Shumala. Because <laughs> that's what he does. That's right. The chief has so many little computers hanging around. A few thrown through the wall is not going to matter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was the backup, backup, backup computer. <laughs> that's right. It's all good. Yeah. The chief is big on backups. No worries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allah says, You fool! The brain has sent us here to join forces with you! And the chief's like, Stop it! We have to hear their offer! <laughs> and uh, Larry's like, Save your breath, chief. Robot man may have the brain of a human, but he's got the stubbornness of a mule. <laughs> Snap. Uh-huh. So, uh, Mr. Mala picks up a piece of girder and Wax clicking the gut with it. Ugh. So then Cliff grabs the same piece of wood and <laughs> wax him in the gut with it. This is a, some sort of contest going on here, I guess. That's right. Who's got the toughest gut? Who's got the best abs? Right. <laughs> he says, all right, talk. He's got him pinned against the wall with the girder. Xerox 13, the alien invader whom you battled. He asks the brain to be his partner. But we believe he plans to destroy all of Earth. There you go. Instant recap. One speech bubble. There you go. See? DP number 111. <laughs> the brain pretends to cooperate to learn all he can. But the destruction of Earth means our end, too. 
And that's why you want this truce. All right, we'll send a delegate to discuss it further. Cliff, Cliff you're appointed. <laughs> why would you send Cliff <laughs> to anything that involves diplomacy or talking? <laughs> I don't know. The chief is... Uh... Clearly not quite thinking this through. <laughs> Unless it's a uh, mission that involves a double axe handle somehow, I don't really see why you would ascend Cliff. Yeah, unless he just wants, you know, the DP headquarters to stay intact. Stay intact. Stop we need my ship go somewhere else. <laughs> go ahead out. We need you. <laughs> I need one computer left here, buddy. Yeah. Well, I guess plus he's got the TV strapped to his chest. So right. This there you go. Watch. All right. <laughs> so he starts bad mouthing the Brotherhood, and uh, Madame Rue slaps him in the face with a big stretchy arm. <laughs> Wearing a very sweet little uh, <laughs> raincoat or something there. Yeah. Hubba hubba. Since the robot trusts us so, I am willing to remain here as a hostage until the negotiations are complete. <laughs> Then Mr. Mala's like, uh, Madame Rouge, I must speak to you privately. <laughs> Twice now you have exhibited certain ridiculously tender feelings for their bearded chief. How can we trust you to... She says, you have no choice. Without a hostage, they will not agree. And I tell you once more, my ape ally, I'm as loyal to the Brotherhood as you. And, uh... So Rita's like, well, if she's staying, then I'm staying, too, to look after the chief. Mento's like, he's a big boy. He can take care of himself. Not against a beautiful witch like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Beast Boy's like, my, how you two go on. <laughs> You're worried about your 10 zillion banks and factories, aren't you? Well, you can go count your money. I'm staying. Mento's like, uh, I guess I'll stay, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> Beast Boy's like, that's telling her big daddy. I do like a man who's master of his own house. <laughs> Stick it in and twist it a little. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> He's adopted now. He can say what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Later, silence settles on the house. And uh, Madame Rouge goes into the living room where the chief is sitting in front of the fire with a nice pork. Mm-hmm. Like he does. That's right. Am I disturbing your thoughts, Monsieur Chief? Not at all. I sleep poorly, so this fire and I have become good friends. Also, I can't feel them burn my legs. So it's okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she says, Is it your legs? They cause you much pain? No, no, I haven't felt them in years. It's the overactive brain cells. They hate sleep, but they love brandy. Gives her a brandy. That's right. And then the sweet talking begins. Yeah. It reminds... The, the headquarters <laughs> has a certain charm, she says. It reminds me of the house in which I was raised. Outside of Paris. A place with trees and flowers and happiness. <laughs> I'll touch it, madam. And now drink to you and to whatever it is you plan to gain from me in this meeting. Ooh. <laughs> oh, snap. She pushes him in the face with the brandy. <laughs> Oh, that chief, he is He's one. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know, right? <laughs> uh, he's got away with the ladies. <laughs> I am sorry about that, monsieur. Sorry because I hate to waste good brandy, especially on a heartless human thinking machine like you. 
Piss <laughs> <laughs> off. And off she goes. <laughs> Later at Brotherhood headquarters, we've got uh, the brain and Mr. Mana and Robot Man looking at a view screen. And there's Garguax and Xerox 13 meeting aboard the ship. Uh-huh. He's like, how come there's no dialogue? Haven't you heard about talking pictures, brain? <laughs> they communicate telepathically. My equipment is not sophisticated enough to pick up such brain waves. However, this scene is clear. He means to destroy the Earth because he's got a model of the Earth in front of him and he smashes it with his hand. So <laughs> clearly yeah. that means that's what he's going to do. That's right. So... If uh, he does that, then half of the planets and half of their planets would die. Oh no! The three that live, I assume, are controlled by Xerox Thirteen. Ah, I see. So it's a, like a sophisticated game of billiards. If he takes out the one ball, then uh, other ones will be smashed as well, and leaving only behind the ones that uh, Xerox controls. That's right. He's fine squishing up a bit of the universe as long as he gets whatever's left over. Oh yeah, totally. And the Ooga, Ooga, Ooga. The alarm. Xerox 13 is approaching. That's the Xerox 13 alarm? That's right, the Ayuga. Ayuga horn. <laughs> Quickly, down here, you fool. If he discovers you, the whole game is lost. They shove Cliff down in the basement. <laughs> Put the uh, rug over top again. And Xerox 13 kicks in the door. <laughs> Greetings, my Earth friends and loyal partners. Just a brief <laughs> unplanned visit. <laughs> it's time we discussed my plan. A crime that will make you the richest on my on your planet, Monsieur Brain. Sure, it will. <laughs> yes, but what is that instrument you are hiding there, Xerox 13? Oh, this? Uh, it is a fascinating gadget. Capable of detecting the presence of any intelligent brain up to three miles. Well, <laughs> Cliff's safe. <laughs> oh, dear. So Cliff hears that and he figures, well, I guess I'm going to get busted. So he smashes his way out of the floorboards. Okay, you human garbage heaps. This is a raid. I told the chief you guys were cooking up something, but he wouldn't believe me. Ah, so he's pretending that he just got there so that... Uh, he just happened to get there through the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that chief is a wild one. <laughs> And we have uh, read on and see. So we got wait for part two. We got a direct currents. The direct page. currents. Oh yeah, the Royal Flash Gang fighting the Justice League. Uh huh. From number Justice League number fifty four. I had no idea they were that old. Oh yeah, Look they're at that. They're yeah. super old. At one point, they could actually fight the Justice League <laughs> <laughs> instead of just being beat up by Batman all the time. Look at that. Wow. I had no idea. I thought they were like clearly a creation of the 70s, but nope. Nope. Oh, dude. Animal Man, the hero of the animal powers, is back again in the June Strange Adventures, number 201, in a fierce battle against the fantastic villain, the Mod Gorilla Boss. <laughs> I've got that one. It's cool. Do you? I do. Oh, dude, I have to read that one. It is good. I want to say the boss wears... He's he wearing a big suit. Disney? Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's a big zoot suit. I want to say it's maybe got go-go checks on it, but maybe that's just across the top. Either way, it is <laughs> it is pretty swanky, pretty swanky. 
So Cliff does his patented uh, driving <laughs> his head into the in the guts of the uh, his opponent. That's right, because that's worked so well for him in the past. In the WWE, <laughs> they call this the spear. <laughs> and uh, attention, Monsieur Mala, Zerox thirteen is under attack from the Robot Man. Help him instantly. So he's like, "Oh, I got to pretend to battle Robot Man." Hey, okay, <laughs> alrighty. He's gonna play his part. He's smart. <laughs> goes to attack him and Cliff lays him out with the fist bam oh not so hard you fool it's only a pretense <laughs> as his head is being twisted <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got him down he's, he's twisting his head he's like <laughs> Cliff says yeah, it's only acting but I'm, I'm a method actor like Marlon Brando <laughs> <laughs> totally he is Xerox 13 is like, oh, that metal man nearly broke every bone in my body, but now my turn approaches. But as he's coming too, Cliff jumps up and he's going to give him the double face stomp. Oh, yeah. But luckily, up on the ship, the, uh, the lackeys are working away at the machines and the alarm goes off. So they teleport him back into space. <laughs> so that uh, Cliff cannot stomp his face. No. Look at those lackeys. They're all, like, lean and slim, and poor old Gargwax is the only blob in the bunch. Well, he, he likes his donuts, like that. <laughs> his space donuts. <laughs> his arch nemesis pastries. <laughs> you see, my respected enemy, this one will not be so easy to conquer. He's cute as a rubber pretzel, all right. Okay, I'm going to recommend that the DP joins you with you creeps. Heaven help us. Dun, dun, dun. You betcha. We have uh, a page giant. Page giant. Yeah, yeah. All Clark Kent issue. Excellent. Who bought that? I don't know. Really? Who wants to read about Clark? <laughs> Especially Kate. Well, Kate and Clark Kent, I guess. Who's <laughs> wearing glasses. <laughs> and, and robot Clark Kent. That's pretty <laughs> Clark Kent yes. needs Al Capone. Wow. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. There you go. I guess Clark had a couple of stories in him. So, meanwhile, back at Deep Doomsville headquarters. <laughs> Who would sleep in this room? I don't know. That's a pretty terrifying bed. It's <laughs> got a huge headboard, and the head of the headboard is literally a head of a lion crossed with a cow? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it looks kind of like a lion's head, but it's got also got a bull's horns. It's and like a triceratops's head shield. Oh thing. my gosh! I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> no wonder the chief does not have the way with the women. <laughs> here's your here's the guest room, honey. Don't uh, don't mind that thing. It just watches you when you sleep. That's right. And. Clearly it does, because it also has a speaker in it. That's so right. she's sleeping, and he's like, Madame Rouge, this is the chief. The brandy you drank was laced with sodium and the oh. <laughs> Did this taste like roofies to you? He's roofied, Madame Rouge. Poor lady. <laughs> what is your real name, and how did you become involved with the Brotherhood of Evil? I guess we have a little origin story here. That's right. My name is Laura DeMille. I was an actress in the Paris Theater. And a good one. Young, popular, and on my way to stardom. 
And blonde, apparently. Yeah. Crazy. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, oh, you're so awesome. She's like, thank you. Thank all of you. Yeah. But on the way back to the hotel, her limousine got T-boned by a Mack truck. You betcha. That actually smashed. Uh, no Emmys for her. No Oscars for her. No. I was on the operating table for five hours. And then Tactus says, there, E.T.'s done. She will leave. <laughs> yes, but how will the brain function? That we will not know for some time. I found out soon enough. My brain, she was like a pendulum. <laughs> One day, I was the essence of goodness. She's reading stories to children, and the next day, she was a tiger. <laughs> Get away from me! Get away, you miserable brat, before I kill you! <laughs> she crunches the doll. It's doll. <laughs> Wow. It's hardcore. You betcha. Schizophrenia, they called it. I suffered from a split personality, and one man claimed he could help me. A big hunchback doctor that wears scrubs all the time over his entire body. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing suspicious there at all. He's like, all we're going to do is shoot, shoot you with these rays, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And she's like, oh, okay. So they put her on a table, strip her down, put her on a table underneath a giant laser, you know, like you do. That's right. <laughs> and the next day came the rude awakening. You can never make me believe this, that you, a gorilla, performs this operation? <laughs> and that you now invite me to join a criminal gang led by a naked brain? Because <laughs> being led by a clothed brain would be so much better. <laughs> Little tie. That's right, tie. Pop a top <laughs> hat on him. Yeah. <laughs> He's much more presentable than. That's right. <laughs> ah, but it is true, mademoiselle, and you will join us. You see, we tricked you. The operation destroyed your positive side and inflated our every instinct for evil. Ha 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 ha. It can't be. But I knew it was true, for I felt a strange, thrilling presence within me. The presence of pure evil. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yet sometimes, even now, I long for the decent existence I once knew. Mm. She's like, so it was the brain's fault. She's such a bad guy. Oh, geez. Quickly, Robot Man comes in and he uh, tells him what's going on. Well, that's it, eh? Okay, well, let's go to the computer room, because that's what we do. That's right. The computer can do no wrong. The computer suggests that Xerox 13 plans to convert the Earth into one giant rocket ship. He has the knowledge to explode raw uranium. <laughs> he can start a controlled atomic explosion in our largest mine with enough fuel to fly our world straight at the sun. Ouch. That doesn't sound like fun. No. And off they go. Off they go to Central Africa because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs rocket got them there in 23 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very exact. So they're going to go find the uranium mine and uh, put a stop to Xerox 13's plans. Here comes Xerox 13. He's coming out of the mine. He was already down there, I guess, planting the mechanism. In five minutes, he says, the Earth will be on its fiery path to the sun. Because like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit you in the gut with a pick. <laughs> a pickaxe, pick I guess. Oh, he says, Mala, destroy this cursed robot. Tear him to scrap. I command you. 
And Malach says, No, Xerox, the masquerade is over. You are the one I will destroy. <laughs> he teleports away again, and Monsieur Malach takes a faceplant. Uh huh. And then he solidifies again and punches Malach in the head. <laughs> oh, boy. And suddenly he calls for some henchmen. They zap down. And they got guns and lasers. They're zipping, zapping people up. Melting Cliff's feet down. Disturbing poor old negative man. Breaking them apart. Yeah, as always, they've got the ray gun that makes <laughs> negative men fall into pieces. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody has one of those. That's right. They were very common in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mento uses his mental powers to... Uh, Smash Buddy's helmet, uh-huh. so that he can't teleport anymore. I guess. And uh, Rita gets giant and picks the dude, picks up the henchman and shoves him into a, <laughs> a little mining bear belt or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Some sort of yeah, some sort of little cart that's going to dump the coal onto a big a pile. Yeah, pile. And uh, so Xerox is in there and. His henchmen are getting tied up by uh, Madame Rouge. So he's like, Ah, the atomic device is hidden deep in the mine, and now you will never find it in time, for I will not live to tell you. No point in letting him die. If Nigga Man were in chief, he could spot that A-bomb in a second. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) oh dear. Uh, Beast Boy comes in, and he's turned into a half... Bloodhound. Bloodhound dog, I guess. He smells Xerox, and now he's going to go down into the mine and find out where he went. And he finds the uh, the device and runs out. Totally. Turns into a condor and drops it on a distant mountain, and it just blows up, and hopefully it would live there. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mountain's uh, gone, but no worries. But Xerox and his buddies have teleported off, and uh, almost entirely. There's a, an atomic cloud and a face in the cloud says, Not for good, my metal foe. We will be waiting out there in space, waiting for our golden moment and your destruction soon, very soon. So he will be back. I guess so. Later at Doom Patrol headquarters. We worked well together, Monsieur Chief, but our alliance has ended. Our next meeting will not be so friendly, says Mala. I'm afraid Mala is right. Au revoir, mon ami. Au <laughs> And the chief is like, hmm, I wonder if he can turn her evil. Maybe I can fix her. Time will tell. That's right. There you go. We got a letters page. We do. There's a letter from a girl in here. That's right. Holy smokes. What? Uh Uh-huh. Every time I read an issue of Doom Patrol, I get more enthusiastic. Not only do they have a really good continuity of story, oh, but yeah. the reality of the characters is terrific. That's true. It is very true. I can see Rita, Steve, Larry, Cliff, Gar, and the Chief much better than any other characters with the same accessibility to the public. They really are three-dimensional, and their emotions are among the most realistic in comicdom. Better yet, they are consistent. I'm aware I've overused the word real, but that's the impression, my impression of the Doom Patrol. Their opponents, especially the Brotherhood of Evil, are magnificent. I hope Madame Rouge develops into a heroine eventually. Right on. Well, they, she's been reading some scripts from the future. That's right. <laughs> How dare she? 
How dare she spoil a 50-year-old magazine for me? That's right. Uh, uh, Brave and the Bold, Spectre and the Flash. Right. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever read it. Phantom Flash, Cosmic Traitor. Oh, noes. Bummer. No worries. The Spectre will save the day. I'm sure he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> we get a Beast Boy backup. Uh, Beast Boy the Jungle Kid. Have we not seen his origin already in this book? Uh, I think briefly, yes, but... Uh, now we get it expanded. Yeah. Well, okay. let's kind of whip through it quick here. All right, you do it. All right, okay. so we've got uh, Beast Boy <laughs> <laughs> introducing himself in his way and... Uh, Let's see. This is going to be the story of young Lettuce Lad, the green go-go guy. Uh-huh. So we learn about his dad, who is a brilliant doctor, and he was going to... He decides he's going to, instead of going to doctory stuff, he's going to go into biochemistry. And he takes all his millions, and he flies off to Africa with his family, where he's going to, you know, do his research. And they end up in Upper Lumumba. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the Upper Lamumba Research Center. And uh, he tells his wife, this should be my proudest moment, but I feel a little guilty taking you away from the big city, your friends, your family. And she's like, you're all the everything I need. Mark, you and our boy will be happy here. Of course they will. <laughs> yeah. Of course they will. So he explains that his uh, his research is, oh, I don't know, looking at the biochemistry of things. And he would like to be able to reverse evolution, turn back the clock, find a missing species. And he is so dedicated to his research. He's big Dr. Man, so that when his little boy comes in, when little Gar comes in to play and <laughs> dumps chemicals all over the lab, he's like, Marie, for the love of Mike, get this brat out of here. He's just ruined a week's work. Derp, derp, derp. <laughs> Ooh, pretty colors. See the pretty colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy alrighty so of course because it's Africa we have an African chief who has you know sustained an injury somehow and Beast Boy's dad decides to fix him up with some uh, penicillin and stuff which of course angers the local witch doctor is that what they're calling oh, yes. them? oh they do they call him a witch doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like ah this can only bring evil King Tawaba his are the hands of the unclean. They should not touch your sacred flesh. But, of course, the chief, after a shot of penicillin, is dancing all over the place. And the witch doctor is like, he can teach me nothing. My magic comes from the great witches of Ungawa. And from the trees and the animals and the fish themselves. His magic is from bottles and needles. It will bring evil on us someday. Yes, mm. because it's been synthesized from the trees and the animals. Exactly. Don't confuse the... Uh... <laughs> Just because he doesn't squeeze it right out of the animals themselves doesn't mean it doesn't work there, so... There you that's go. That's faulty reasoning. Oh, boy. Debating with the witch doctor. Yeah. All righty. So he, uh, Dr. Uh, Logan there, continues his uh, experiments, and eventually, yahoo! He's turned back the evolutionary clock. He's brought the past back into the present, and he comes running in to tell his wife about his discovery. She, of course, is a little traumatized because their boy is sick. He is not well at all. He's been sick for days, but I didn't want to worry you. I knew how close you were to completing. 
And he's like, you should have told me, woman, this, this could be of all the rotten, stinking luck. It's what the natives called Sakushia, a close cousin to malaria, and completely deadly to human beings. To humans only? Do other animals survive it? Of course they do. <laughs> one does. <laughs> the only one that survives. Worst come worse, he's not breaking any of my shit anymore. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, debate before we. Uh, he's already going to die for sure. This way, he only dies maybe. That's right. The yes. West African green monkey. <laughs> That's the only uh, animal that has survived it. What a cruel joke! If he were a monkey instead of, wait, that's the ticket. No time to waste. You'll have to assist me. So they bring him into the research lab. They throw him under the uh, laser beam laser there. Like you do. <laughs> Mark, I think it's a different laser than the one they used on Madame Rouge. Though. I think so because it doesn't uh, accentuate the negative there. Could it kill him, she asks, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is the first time I've used it. What do you think? I, <laughs> I've never used Shut it. Shut a frog with it once. That's right. Uh. <laughs> but I know this. Without it, he will die. So they zap him, and he starts to turn green. He gets a little green around the edges, and then he turns totally green, and then he turns into a monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've made it, Marie. He'll remain this way for 24 hours until we're sure the disease is defeated. So they turn him into a monkey. The green monkey so that he'll survive. And then, of course, he survives. Yes. Unfortunately, they have the little side effect that he remains green. Yes. Forever and ever. That's right. The boy's skin, it's still green. It's an imperfection. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. He's yeah, still alive. That's right. Maybe I, I can didn't work say it that about anything else. I just said he'd be alive. That's right. Be glad he's alive, woman. Oh, he's a real treat. Boy, oh, boy. That's right. Quit bothering me, it works too. That's right, I got research, man. So, of course, Beast Boy's like a regular kid. He's climbing up in the uh, trees, and he's he's a happy brat growing up in West Africa. And while he's playing one day, Mom wanders around, and of course the Black Mamba, deadliest living snake, comes and almost attacks her. And uh, what what does he do here? Turns into a mongoose. That's right. He just doesn't know what happens. He just turns himself into a mongoose and little purple short pants. <laughs> and the mongoose and the snake have a big battle. Dun, dun, dun. And of course... If you saw Ricky Tiki Tabby, it's just like that. With a green Ricky Tiki. <laughs> exactly. And then Guard grabs him, grabs the snake and bashes his head against a rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then turns back into a boy. Halfway. <laughs> Halfway. So we got half boy, half mongoose. <laughs> and, of course, the family decides you can't tell anyone about this because they'll think you're a freak. <laughs> the green skin won't tip them off at all. Not at all. The green skin, the green hair, that we can live with. But the animal changing? No. <laughs> I'm talking like a hipster. That's right. Of course, there is a rainy season. It was the worst ever, and the whole camp is washed away. Gar and his family are in a little uh, kayak. They've got all their stuff packed in there. But unfortunately, the waves, the river, the current, it's too strong. They throw Beast Boy up into the air, and they say, Turn yourself into a bird. You will live. <laughs> or they're like, wow, We just want to get rid of him. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Off they go. I'll toss take my them. chances with the waterfall. I don't want to deal with this kid anymore. <laughs> That's right. And off they go. Over the cliff. 
down, down, down into the waters, and they get smushed. Couldn't he have turned into, like, something really big and carried them both off? I know, a condor. Like a pterodactyl or something? He does that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he's young. Or, like, a whale or an elephant or something <laughs> big enough to just grab them and sit there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, For a doctor, he's not very smart, that guy. <laughs> no, he's very, uh, well, you know, he's all research, research. <laughs> he's book smart. He's not street smart. Or, or river smart. Or river case. smart. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. And uh, Beast Boy is adopted into the little uh, orphanage there, I guess. The natives lead him away. Uh, the witch doctor comes. Who is that dying there? Hmm. Do do do, poor yeah. He's I don't know. Beast Boy is hanging out with the witch doctor. The fever oh, is going to take him. The king's dying. Oh, that's the king. Oh dear. Yeah. If I had leaves from the wiki tree to make a brew for the fever, and Beast Boy is like, well then go get him. <laughs> go get the leaves and save him, you idiot. <laughs> you fool boy. The wiko tree grows five days journey from here on the side of the Kioma mountain. The king will be dead by morning. And Beast Boy's like, well, I can get them fast. Fast as the eagle. So, of course, he turns himself into an eagle. He fights off a lion by turning himself into a rhino. Oh, yeah. That's right. We get some good lion on rhino action. Yeah, That's right. Oh, smashes the lion up against a tree. Turns into a giraffe and grabs the wiko leaves. Yep. Flies on back with... <laughs> A bushel of uh, leaves. Of yeah, course. really? What the hell? Did he, what, again, what was he flying as to that he carried so much leaves? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he turned into a pelican and stuffed his beak full of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the king gets saved, and uh, they decide that they are going to adopt him. The king and, and his wife are going to adopt Gar. He's going to be the prince of all his people, and he's like, wow. But, of course, a prince has many duties for which he must be made ready, my son. These will be your teachers. Uh, they're going to teach him the history of the people. Ugh. And Beast Boy's like, I spent my whole life with old men. A prince can't have any fun. I want to be a free boy. So he goes on Mombi. <laughs> Mugwa. No, Mowgli. That's right, Mombi. Mowgli. He goes on Mowgli. That's right. And that's a witch. Anyway, he's off in the jungle. <laughs> he's living on his own. Laughing at the monkeys. Eating bananas, laughing at the monkeys, swimming in the lakes. And uh, the king's like, well, okay, <laughs> if that's what you want, man. <laughs> you know where I am. You're yep. still my son. Huh. And the witch doctor, of course, is uh, jealous and wants to kill the boy. Like, and, like everyone. Like, yep, yep, yep. And halfway across the world, we get to meet Galtry. I knew being appointed Gar Logan's guardian meant a lot to you, Galtry, says some lawyer. Controlling all that money, but if the boy is lost, perhaps dead. If he's alive, I'll find him Milton. For that much money, I'll turn Africa inside out. And that's where we end this chapter. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. You got a double whammy this week. <laughs> that was a whammy, that's for sure. Absolutely. Alrighty, if you would like, you can send us email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or you can visit us over on our website, which is doompodtroll.com. And all of our episodes are up there, and there are little links to our 
podcasts, and you can leave comments there as well. Linkity link. Linkity link, that's right. And that's about it. We will see you all next week. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>